This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. And, well, it happened. Uh, I talked about it a little bit with our guest Grant on the last episode, but the NHL has officially, you know, put the NHL season on pause. So for the foreseeable future right now, there are no NHL games. Like I said, me and Grant talked about a little bit what we thought might happen with the NHL because obviously before we talked about it they hadn't officially announced that the NHL season was on pause now that it is uh, this week I actually guested on the Supernova hockey podcast that's another Dallas Stars podcast and we talk about really what the NHL season could you know look like going forward now that it is on pause I will include that interview because one, they were really great guys, and two, because, well, now there's no hockey to talk about, so now you get to hear more about me. Some interesting stuff going on, obviously, with the channel. Uh, there won't be any changes for right now to content, and when it will come out, there will still be two episodes a week, one on Monday and one on Thursday, so don't worry, we will still be here. We will all be helping each other get through this hockeyless break for the time being, because man, I, I know it hurts. Listen, having no hockey for me is the worst thing possible. And I know I, I have NHL 20, but it's nothing like watching the real thing. And it's kind of frustrating because we were pretty close to the end. There were only 12 games left in the season. And I was looking forward to, you know, hitting the playoffs running. The stars were in a pretty good spot. Granted, this break does come on the heels of a six game losing streak by the stars. So hopefully, you know, we're able to come back from this break and knock it out of the park. I just really hope that they don't just shut the season down entirely. But what we talk about in the interview I did with Supernova Hockey was about, you know, some of the playoff formats for how the playoffs could be now that the season has been messed with. And to be honest, I'm not a big fan of any of them. I think they should either just cancel it. I say this to them. I think they should either just cancel the season or start right back up where we left off. I don't know if that's possible due to, you know, timing and that sort of stuff. And, you know, don't want to push in the summer and the off season and, and what all that means. So now you're probably wondering, well, Michael, if there's no stars games, what exactly are you going to be talking about for, you know, the podcast now? And that's a pretty good one. Um, to be honest, I have been spitballing a couple ideas the other guys on the podcast network have also been coming up with some really good ideas and i think one of the ones that i like the most that i think i might steal is 
they are doing a best of their team all time and they're making a fan vote and talking about it. So I think I might do some, you know, maybe some top tens, maybe not necessarily stars centric top tens, but I might do some overall top tens around the league, see what you guys think, as well as doing a Dallas Stars best all time team and, you know, have the players go against each other. You guys will be able to vote on Twitter. So I'll let you guys know on Twitter when that started. Hopefully you guys can join in and help me vote on some of these things. And, you know, so, so we can put together an all-star stars lineup and see what that would look like. And then maybe we'll be able to put it up against some of the other podcasts that have made their own subsequent. I know Tom from the Blue Notes podcast is putting together his own St. Louis Blues all-star team. So maybe the Dallas Stars all-star team will be able to go in there and kick the St. Louis Blues all-star team up and down the ice. Although I do know that he probably has Gretzky somewhere on that list. So I think with that sort of housekeeping out of the way, I am now going to pivot over to the interview that I did with the guys from the Supernova Hockey Podcast. They were great to talk to. I loved going on and chatting to them. I will have to have them on my podcast. So be sure to look for them. I'm sure I will talk to them again in the coming weeks and you know have their voices and, and maybe they'll be able to help me with this stars all-star team so without any further ado here are the guys from the supernova hockey podcast if you want to follow them on twitter they are at hockey supernova on twitter and i hope you guys enjoy hey guys i just want to pop in and talk about my friends at southern scholar southern scholar is a hockey player owned menswear company based in dallas in fact their founder still plays hockey several times a week in the local beer leagues in Dallas. They're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. Simply put, Southern Scholar makes the best dress socks in the world, seriously. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. Included with each pair is their signature style card containing tips, tricks, and styling recommendations to help you best pair your socks to get the most out of your look every time. Southern Scholar brings you a unique yet professional dress sock, which can be worn in the most prestigious of environments. Their socks have the perfect combination of stretch, softness, and breathability, providing a true mid-calf fit that stays in place throughout your entire workday. You can join their monthly sock club and enjoy all your member benefits like lower prices, exclusive sales, and access to their member shop, or you'd shop their collection without a subscription. Either way, you'll be saving money using code THPN. That's THPN like the Hockey Podcast Network. And guys, I just want to say I have a couple pairs of these, and man, they look so good, and then you just put them on. They are engineered to form fit your foot and leg and to stay up on your calf all day. So if you're wearing dress pants, you don't have to worry about reaching down to pull up your socks because they've started to scooch down and they feel uncomfortable. These things fit well. They look amazing. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. this a special episode a short I, I don't know we don't have a ton, ton of hockey to talk about today because you know 
coronavirus. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one. Yeah, but our guest today is Michael Farley of A Clean Skate Podcast. How are you doing today, Michael? Uh, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on, boys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Clean Skate is another podcast that follows the Dallas Stars, much like us. Uh, and you guys are part of a larger hockey network, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm part of it. It is called The Hockey Podcast Network. Um and we have we've got 31 uh, podcasts as well as we have an uh, analytics podcast, and then we have former NHLer Terry Ryan has his own podcast on the network as well. So uh, if you're into hockey and that sort of stuff, come check out the network because there's literally a podcast for every team. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good deal. I like the name. That's really simple. It's uh, this the the hockey the hockey network was that or the hockey podcast. I mean that's a really simple way to find like what you're looking for. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we decided that we were since there wasn't a, really a ton of a ton of hockey to talk about this week. Now, Ed's over here smiling because I know, Michael, you're new to the show. This is your first time on here. So you don't know this. Ed's Eastern Conference team is the New York Rangers. So the only game we have to talk about this week is how his team beat his second favorite team this week. So we're not going to talk about that. Big at time. All. Oh, are we not? <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not doing that. Oh, then least. hold on. Let me I can just leave now, I guess. <laughs> but um. No, so today we're going to talk a little bit about like what might go forward here for the coronavirus situation and what's going on. Now, we we had both heard different proposals about like if we do see playoff hockey this season, what it might look like. Um, now, what do you, what is what was one of the uh, big ones that you had seen, and what are you kind of thinking about when? It, uh, what do you think about like that setup? So I saw one um, that was basically. Uh, a shorter version of the playoffs. Uh, they basically shortened all the rounds. It, it was still normal playoff format. I know that uh, you had mentioned there was like a, a 24-team round-robin tournament. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But I saw one where they basically shortened all the rounds. Um, so instead of best of seven, I think it was best of five, um, which means you can have three-game sweeps instead of four-game sweeps, uh, which – is interesting. I'm of the opinion at this point that they should either cancel the season or we should have the playoffs normally, but I'm just someone who also is just against change in any regard. So this is worst case <laughs> scenario for me. I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, I can see also in that five game setup that there being a severe amount of, oh, what's the advantage home, home ice advantage going to the home team who gets yes. that because if you get the first two games and then the third one, out of that five game series is, you know, you get the two, the two, two and one. Is that what the set up on that? So. Yeah. Then, yeah, I can see like there being a big issue with like the home team getting significant advantage. I'm like a seven game series where you feel like you only have to take one of those on the road and it's less pressure in that situation. Yeah, no, it definitely makes things a lot more intense. Uh, it makes things a lot more aggressive, I think, if, if it's just if you have five games to finish it. I mean, you still have like the final game is still home ice advantage for the better team. But I think like you're like you're saying, it puts a lot more pressure on the away team. So I think the games would be like really intense. Like I, don't, they, I feel like they'd be like almost a step up from regular playoff hockey. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually kind of like the idea of doing that five game. But like the one that I had heard about was the possibility of a 24 team playoff where I think it was like the best eight teams. or So, so there, I, I forget the exact number. I got to look at them again. But there were a significant amount of teams who would get a bye going from the first round. And then like everybody would play like a three game series who were in that first grouping as they set it up. And then we keep going until you get to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and I think that was still going to be a seven-game series. 
I like this proposal simply because not if you're not going to finish out the season or you're not going to even everybody up game-wise, it at least opens up the floor for a lot more teams to get in. Yeah, it definitely opens up for teams that are in the hunt that look like if they're making a strong push at the end of the season, they're not they screwed. May have, yeah, yeah, they may have they fourth. may have made it in the last couple of months, but now they can't. Yeah, or so it kind of opens a, it up for them. Or you think a team like Colorado, for instance, who I think has played like two less games than the Blues, like you know, who's to say that the Abs couldn't pull off first in the Western Conference? You know, and, and I'm I'm spitballing here a little bit, but like at least you give a little bit more opportunity to everybody who might be just behind a game or two. Your your I, thoughts on that? I think I think it helps the the people that are like you said sort of on that bubble. I think like there's some like the the Pacific Division is really tight right now, right? Just by oh super points. tight. So so like it helps the people that are in that situation. I feel like it almost hurts though the people that are uh, sitting well in a playoff spot. Like the teams that have done well, I I still feel like they would have an issue with it. Just I mean, be, even if with the bye because that's still them not playing. So I think they would still rather play and instead of get that bye. Um, so I, I feel like the people that are actually sitting in a playoff spot that would get that like first round bye or whatever would, would be uh, frustrated because they feel like they'd be going into the next round, maybe um, a little less, like a little more rusty than the team that had just played. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. That makes total sense. Um, yeah. And you don't want to punish teams that have, played well like for sure and I think that oh, does yeah. get the benefit though I like them getting the buy is the a little bit of a way to say hey these are the best teams in the league like mm-hmm. the Bruins and Blues were two of the best teams this season like obviously and they should they both have earned a buy I think in their conf- in their conference respectively if you did something like that um but I definitely think like for instance a team like say Minnesota or Nashville, like, I think they should, if they, you know, with not ha- not playing those last couple of games, they deserve a chance at making the playoffs. And I kind of think that's why I kind of lean toward the 24 idea uh, a little bit less. If you're not going to play all those games, you might as well make it as fair as possible. So <laughs> one of the other things that we might be discussing, and it might not be too early to discuss, is the fact that there might not be hockey for the rest of the year until, you know, until this fall. Um, or even later, because even the NFL right now is talking about their seasons being delayed. So I guess it's kind of okay to start talking about this a little bit. Things that you might want to see change for next year. I'll, I'll let you get started on this one, Mike. Things that I'd like to see changed for next season? Uh, in, in what in what way, I guess? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. Maybe players that you think, you know, we should get rid of, trade off. Uh, coaching changes, for instance. That's a big one I'm, I'm going to lean on here for a little. Matter of fact, I'll just get the conversation started on it right now. Uh, I think Derek Laxdell deserves to be the next head coach of the Dallas Stars. I'll say it now. I, I don't really have a problem with Rick Bonus. I, I think that there's some ups and downs to his tenure here, and he's done a pretty good job. I was saying on a different podcast earlier that I was a guest on this season that – Rick Bonus's audition or interview for the job of head coach of Dallas is going to be on the ice. What we've seen is kind of an okay product. I think he's doing a good job. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's already a coach in waiting, and that's Derek Laxdell. And I think he's he's proven 100 times over that he's nothing but a winner. He's done He's been successful in the WHL. He's been successful in the ECHL when he came to the Stars organization with the Idaho Steelheads. And then he kept that going in 2014 when he came to the Texas Stars. And what's the first thing that he does when he gets promoted up to the NHL club? Fixes the power play. The power play has become significantly better ever since he stepped onto the bench there for the team. Now, is the penalty kill not going well? Eh, but that's not Blackstell's issue. He's specifically in charge of the power play. 
So I, I, I really like the opportunity of putting a winning head coach in for that spot for the next opportunity for the Dallas Stars head coach. And I think he should be taken over for the 2021 season. Interesting. So I'm a bit naive, to be honest. Um, I only know of him as the I, I didn't really I haven't really looked him up past the uh, the fact that he is the assistant coach on the Dallas Stars at the moment. Um, the power play and penalty kill for me have been kind of on and off all season. They've been all right. Um, I think. Well, right. That... The, yeah, I was going to say the penalty kill, like the power play for him, he didn't start until Monty got fired. It's like how that came up. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Um, I think that, like you said, I think bonus has done an okay job, especially given the scenario of just halfway through the season. They're like, all right, you're the head coach now go. Um, I think I think he's done an okay job. I think the players like him. I definitely think that there's a bit you can tell sometimes that there's uh, they're still learning how to talk to him as a head coach because you know the, the the relationship between players between head coaches and assistant coaches are very different, right? Yes. You're a lot you're a lot more friendly with your assistant coaches. So I think that um, there's times and stuff like that you can still see that they're all getting used to even him getting used to addressing the players a little bit differently. Um, but I think it's hard not to look for an outside hire, especially with all the really, really good names, in my opinion, that are still just sitting on the shelf waiting that have been fired from this past NHL season. So you're, you're kind of leaning toward maybe the idea of like uh, Vegas's coach. Um, I love, I love Gallant. Gallant. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Gallant. Honestly, you, you, you took it right out of my mouth. Gallant is, is probably the best coach not playing right or not coaching right now i love gallant i love what he did in vegas over the first three years the fact that they fired him this season made no sense to me i really like what gallant can do i I think that was a very jaw-dropping situation when vegas fired him don't get me wrong yeah i've written a couple articles over the topic of uh coaching changes in dallas so (laughs) um but no it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting scenario i i don't disagree with you I think if not Laxdale like Laxdale to me is probably in the minds of everyone the number two guy to me he should be the number one guy but Gallant is super talented has done an awesome job there in Vegas I, I really don't have anything to disagree with and I think for most everybody in the league when they saw that he that Vegas fired him they thought to themselves huh that's a little weird you know like the, I mean I know like there he was playing below expectation or not playing below but he was had the team a little bit below expectations but I think you got to get him a little bit of wiggle room for like the three years prior. So I, I, I'd like him as the coach. I like him as a coaching possibility for Dallas. Uh, I just lean more to the Laxdale situation because we've seen it work for other teams. And right now the for instance, the Toronto Maple Leafs earlier this season, when they, when they made their change and called up the head coach of the Marlies, I don't know why Nick Keith, 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 yeah, say- Sheldon, Sheldon Keith, yeah, Sheldon Keith, yeah. When they called Sheldon Keith up from the AHL and into the NHL, it worked. And there are so many coaches across the entire league. I think like there's 23 out of like 30 something coaches who are assistants or something used to be head coaches. So there's a lot of talent out there that's right for the picking. You just got to find who's willing to leave their spot, and you got to think is this guy the right place? I mean, there's a reason that Rick Bonus became the interim head coach. He had the most experience on that staff as a head coach prior. And I think that's pretty obvious why Neil made that move. Yeah, no, honestly, he, I don't think, I don't think anyone was poised or ready to, to take the spot uh, of Monty when, when that happened. I, I, 
bonus would have been if I had looked in the room. Bonus would have been my first choice. Um, an another outside one that I don't know how much you guys will like, but I actually think uh, Boost Brujo uh, would be a, a, a decent look for the Stars. I think if you look at his past couple teams and the way they've played and the players they've had in Minnesota and Anaheim, I think it would work really well with Dallas. You think so? Now tell us why do you think that would work so well? Like, just say, is it like style of play thing or what? They 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 play a like if you think about like uh, I mean obviously he had Getzlav and Perry in Anaheim, but in Minnesota he didn't really have any star power. Um, but he again I know people get scared because he has zero like the opposite of success in the playoffs. Like he's not <laughs> not not good at all. But I mean, regular season, it's hard to, you know, like he's one of the fastest winning coaches in the NHL. And I think uh, he, do he does it without superstars. He plays a, like a up-tempo defensive style game, which is sort of what we were playing. But I think that he's perfected it. I don't know what exactly is different, but it just seems to work wherever he goes. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I, I think that's an interesting area. So I think we've gotten a list now we just need to turn these into jim neal and go these three guys are who you need to consider um if you if you're going to get rid of bonus so uh i think we i think we've made our uh, our case there for uh, like what's this called neal up tomorrow how's that sound yeah yeah, yeah. i'll give him a call <laughs> yeah to anyone listening to this podcast neither one of us had that pool i guarantee no. you <laughs> no say, not at all <laughs> i was gonna say because front offices always listen to fans and reporters yeah, yeah right <laughs> oh my gosh all right, so there's another thing that I wanted to talk about today. There's a change happening in Dallas. Uh, not a lot of fans realize it, but we're talking about one of the Stars being one of the older hockey teams in the league. The next, we know that. You, I, you, I know you're just sitting there grinning right now. The, I said older, one of the older teams in the league. Yeah, but well. anyway, my point is, is that there's a change that's going to be happening over the next couple of years. And I think... A couple, one of the big faces of that change right now are Denis Gurionov, and Rope Hintz is another one of the big faces. Over the next, going in the next season, who do we think is going? Like, how much of a bigger role do we think we're going to see these young players take over the team, or is it still going to be very much Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan and Alexander Radulov going forward uh, into next season? What do you think? Well, Lord save us if it's if it's still Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, and Alexander Radulov going into next season. <laughs> I, I they're still the stars, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love the guys, but man, like I was complaining about them on my last episode. Um, I, I again love them, great players, but uh, man, fifty points for Tyler Sagan this season—that's uh, it's not good. Um, but honestly, and because of that, uh, I have fallen in love with the game of Rupe Hints and uh, Gurianov. They are in my opinion, top five fastest players in the league, the two of them, um, they, they are incredible. And I called it. I said, we get a full season next season. Guryana breaks 50 points. Easy. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think oh, they yeah. both do. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I think Guryanov is probably the best young player on this team. I, last year, you ha probably had me saying Miro Hitchkins or Rope Hans, but I think it's Dennis Guryanov. I think he's probably the next Mike Madonna. On this team, I'm telling you, I think he is that talented. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable season he's had. I think he's only like six goals away from breaking the rookie record for the Dallas Stars. Uh, if I remember that correctly, I think Razor Five Hole said something about that. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head right now, but he's not far away from that. Super talented player. Absolutely love him. Um, 
I think he's definitely the face of the team going forward here coming out. I think Jamie Benn is still captain, still face of the franchise, everything like that. I absolutely yeah, love Jamie yeah. Benn. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. That's not what we're saying when those guys, are, those three guys being the face of the team. It's the matter of the fact is that they're all getting a little bit old. And I mean, not super old because they're not, you know, broken or anything like that. But like Tyler's points are down or starting to head down. Uh, Jamie Benn has done well with goals, but like, eh, like we've seen him be better. We definitely have seen him be better in the past. So I definitely think that some guys like Rupe Hintz and I almost said Tyler Sagan there, Dennis Gurionov. I think those are some talented guys that we could definitely talk about the future of this franchise and just hang our hat on that they're there. And then we got Miro Hastings in the back on defense. I, I, I absolutely love that situation. I think someone you can't discredit that, that is going to be there with, with uh, Gurionov and Hintz, but he definitely will get overshadowed because I think Hintz and Gurionov are a bit more flashy, but Jason Dickinson. Uh, yes, I agree. Is it like they've been playing together now. He, Jason Dickinson, he's, really defensively sound he's got wheels so he can keep up with the two of them and I, so I, I don't think he's going to maybe put up as many points as uh Gurionov and Hintz have the ability to but I think he is just not just like just as important as the two of them oh yeah no absolutely I, I actually really like the prospect of having the Gurry Gurry on one wing Dickinson in the center and Rupe on the on the one line. I love that line yeah. combination. Yes, I, I think yes, that's I that. I think the I think that's the new FCC line of the future right there. In my opinion, you know, I th- I think it's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Michael, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. How can people find your podcast if they're interested in looking looking you up? Okay, so if you are interested in finding a clean skate podcast, you can find it uh, anywhere that you guys. Uh, basically find your podcast i'm on apple podcast i'm on spotify i'm on soundcloud all you guys have to do is basically look up the hockey podcast network and then you will find the clean skate uh podcast in there um i'm also on twitter at clean skate pod on twitter um you want to come and chirp me on twitter i don't know uh, <laughs> but but that is where you can find us all right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, hopefully I get to have you back on this show when we're not dealing with the coronavirus. And, you know, life's normal. We can have a really full discussion about the previous week of hockey. So, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right. And there it is, me on the Supernova Hockey Podcast. Big thanks to Dave and Ed for having me on. And like I said, I really, really need to have them on this podcast as well because I think they would be a blast to have on. Um, So I'm sure this comes as no surprise, but we really have no NHL news right now. The only thing that I really saw was that right now, since college is technically still going, NHL teams can sign college players coming out of the NCAA. That's really the only thing that is still hockey-centric that's happening. Um, But other than that, that's really it. Um, There is also no upcoming games, if that surprises anyone. So uh, I'm sorry. I know. Hold back your tears. I'm definitely going to be missing hockey. But again, we're going to get through it. This is bigger than hockey. This is a a human being issue, and we're all going to get through this. I know we will, just as we always have. And before you know it, hockey will be back on, and it will consume my thoughts 24-7. I want to take a quick second to also plug something that us at the Hockey Podcast Network are 
working on right now we are working on getting a hockey podcast network gaming channel that will either be on youtube or patreon we haven't fully got it set up yet but i just wanted to start building some hype for it like i said we're thinking about starting up a gaming channel getting some of us together maybe putting together a ea shl team where yours truly will be playing goalie because like i said to some of the guys that want to play with me i have been playing the NHL goalie be a pro mode for years now, probably since they introduced it, I'm pretty sure in NHL 14. So I have a little bit of experience as a goalie and that basically makes me the most valuable player on the team, or at least that's what they've been hyped me up to be. So once we get that up and running, I will be sure to let everyone know so they can go and so you guys can go and watch me absolutely dunk on kids back there in net. And as always, the contest for the Southern Scholar is still going on right now. Like I said, if you guys want on Twitter, on the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter feed, they have the contest going where what you have to do is you have to like and retweet the post. And then in the comments, you have to post a picture of your ugliest sock. I want to see gross playoff socks. I want to see your goofy gag gift socks. I want to see the socks that you've been holding on to forever and just haven't gotten rid of. They don't even have to be regular socks that you wear with shoes. They can be hockey socks. They can be dress socks. It really doesn't matter. I just want to see your nastiest socks. And then what I'm going to do is on April 2nd, I will announce winner. I will choose the ugliest sock and I will send the winner the March subscription box from Southern Scholar. Like I've said before, I've gotten the February subscription box. You, whoever gets this March subscription box is in for a treat and they might have to fight me for it because I want this March subscription box as well. But luckily for you guys, I can't enter into this contest, but you guys can. Like I said, that is on the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter page. That is at HockeyPodNet. Go and find it and post a picture of your ugliest sock. I want to see it. And that is going to do it for this weird coronavirus special. Believe me, we will get on to a little bit more continuous regular content than this episode. I know this has been a weird episode, but as always, you guys can vote on next week's player profile. I decided not to do a player profile in this episode just because I felt it would be better. Just, you know, just talking a little bit about, you know, what is going to happen with the, you know, the Cleanscape podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. But don't worry, we aren't going anywhere. You can follow the Cleanscape podcast at CleanscapePod on Twitter so you guys can vote on that. And be sure to keep your eyes open for the Dallas Stars all-star team that you guys are going to be help helping me put together. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.